other events in our area, go to kkfi.org slash arts kcgo. This is Maria Vasquez-Boyd, and you're listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Welcome to Art Speak Radio. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. We're happy to be with you every Wednesday from noon to one. And you can listen to us online at kkfi.org. So we're happy to be in your ears always. So thanks so much for joining us today. Live from the studio, we have artist Jane Booth. She's joining us with another painter, uh, artist, Dr. Adrian Horde, also from Kansas City Artists. Coalition. Cicely Jones is here, and uh, yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. we'd be back. Happy uh, International Women's Day. We're so happy to celebrate it on air live from the studio at 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Hey, you're going to recognize this next person, one of our favorite artists here in town or ever, uh, Jane Booth. She lives and works on a ranch overlooking broad open vistas of native prairie and water and sky and uses this environment as a foundation for her work. Uh, schooled in ceramics, Booth pursued her love of sculpture and working with her hands by becoming a steel cutter and welder before she turned to fine art. Now, this background continues to inform her paintings, which create a visceral sense of space and depth. We're so happy to have our beloved Jane here. Hello, Jane. Oh, Maria, it's so good to see you again. So good to see you. You know, Jane and I go back a, a ways um, to the earlier days of Artist Inc. I think we were the second graduating right. class and and it's amazing that the people that we went through that that course with 
still remain friends, are still actively uh, making art and creating things and, and that sort of thing. And certainly that is the case with you because your work has been so prolific um, ever since I've known you and probably beyond that. Now, you're based in the Kansas City area, right? Um, also, I can, I can mention this, that her work is in 600 plus private collections and numerous corporate collections. JaneBooth.com is her website. So you can follow along with the discussion and, and check out Jane's work through her website. What are you working on these days, Jane? I just finished a body of work that um, I think is really has been impacted by wintering in the studio. So it's always good after you've completed something mm-hmm. to spend some time and try to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what, where did it come from? What's what's working? What's not working? And uh, it just it is it just feels as ever very journalistic. It's we were as we were talking right before the show um, with Sicily and Adrian about winter's feel and. It's sort of from the inside looking out more than being impacted from the outside as I am in the spring with the riotous colors. Sure. So this work is more neutral, sort of the bare bones of sort of like a tree um, and quieter. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's I, that was something I was going to mention about about the color because certainly, you know, as sort of the seasons shift and change, they somewhat inform maybe our palette. So with a winter sort of um, coloring and, and uh, inspiration, the, the colors less less intense or are, are you more neutral colors? The, in your work? the ground, like the atmosphere okay. is more neutral. Okay. like our winters sure. skies and grounds and the mark making is quieter. And uh, in the spring, especially, you know, when we come out of winter, that impact of the brilliance of, you know, the jewel greens and mm. yellows that come forth, um, oftentimes that atmosphere is affected by that. That's I what that. I call the atmosphere would be that, that ground or the, the stained canvas that the canvas that the painting lives in. I love that. And I, I, I want to say that I really enjoy the videos of, of you working of you in your studio or when you have canvas laid out on on your patio or, or some sort of uh, deck, uh, concrete, whatever pad you're working off of, um, because it's such a dance. It's such a beautiful sort of synchronized dance between your body movements and the paint and, and the way you move your hands on the surface. It's really lovely. Well, that's it's such a fun part. I mean, yeah. it's such a joyful part of the process because it's water, it's outside. Yeah, it's a pad or a patio, any of those mm-hmm. things. Um, there's a lot of random things that have to happen that are not in control. It's usually just pure color. You know, your feet are on the ground, the sun's yeah. beating on your yeah. head, and um, it's just a, it's a very natural part of the process. Feels natural, and and they're still very large works of art, right? That you create. They are. I've tried to trim it down a little bit this (laughs) winter (laughs) because it was cold and uh, I was inside more. But really, my favorite thing is to work on those gigantic ones. Yeah, yeah. 
but when it's when you're able to or when you have to work indoors you have that lovely space that you work from the interior um just just a different energy during the the winter months the colder you know it really isn't winter that that limits the size i just i don't think that was accurate you're right i can work big in the studio i think that um being inside more probably has more impact on it um part of the reason i'm working smaller too is just to make it you know so that a few more people can have the work because Mm -hmm. the large pieces are sort of Mm -hmm. lobbies and giant homes (laughs) but you have a lot to say you know and 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 i love that it's almost that when i've seen your work uh mostly i've seen it uh, through sherry lady's gallery in the crossroads um even though they're very large pieces, I still want to see even more. It's it's almost as though I can't get enough of the work that, that you have up on the walls uh, that I really, truly respond to, you know. And and I'm not just the only one, you know. Watching mm. people respond to your work uh, is very satisfying to me. It's like, yes, they get it. They love this work. Thank uh, you, Maria. It's when you don't respond that it's like, ooh, you know, it, it should it should warrant that. Oh, I mean, sure. Yeah. No accounting for, it's like the viewer is the third element in the piece. Yeah, absolutely. That response gets to be completely unique. So I I love that your your canvases are just color saturated. Your process is tactile and physical. Um, You know, all of your senses are engaged when you create, right? That's right. That's the key. I like that. I really like that. Uh, do you have some upcoming work that's going to be shown in town, or where can we find your work? I do. Next? I'm yeah. so happy to have been invited to Sherry Leedy's uh, group show in okay. April, mm-hmm. and um, she came out to the studio, which is always a real joy and so informative. She's you know, so well-spoken about Mm -hmm. art, and she curated a group, a small group of large paintings (laughs) um, for the show, and somehow she's going to make it all work. She has, she's really just pulling the very best, her favorite work from all these different artists and showcasing what she feels are their strengths. Jane, do you, do you also teach any classes uh, in art or painting? Um, I know a lot of a lot of artists uh, end up supplementing their income or just really just teaching out of the pure joy of, of showing people how to to maybe stretch a canvas or paint a landscape and that sort of thing. Do you do any of that? You know, I love to do that, yeah. and uh, but I don't do it formally. So yeah. I do it more. Um, you know, if an art student reaches out and maybe wants to come out and spend some time in the studio or work in the studio. I just find that really satisfying. Definitely, uh, you know, the, the laborious part, the mm-hmm. blue-collar, mm-hmm. heavy-lifting part of the arts, um, I, I do get help with that, and to a certain degree, that's teaching as well. Um, and then I love working with little kids. So, <laughs> Aren't they you know, fun? always keep yeah. paper and, uh you know, in inexpensive paints yeah. and gloves so that we can, or sometimes wallpaper, sometimes we'll mm-hmm. stretch a big roll of wallpaper across the studio, and then there's no holds barred. You know, and, and I, I love that as well. I have a three-year-old, well, she'll soon to be three-year-old granddaughter, Luna, who loves to paint. So fortunately, 
I always have tempera on hand. Uh, right now, she likes the oil pastels and gouache. Oops. Yeah. Gouache. You Wonderful. Know. So it, I think there's something to to learn through a younger child. Oh, totally. That that abandon that you know they're so liberated. It's like they're not making the color choices based on you know the color wheel or any kind of color of art art theory. They're just you know so excited just to make a mark. It is. Put something on paper. That's right. It's just call and response. And they always know when it's done. It's just like, moving on. But isn't that very (laughs) much the way that you work in terms of that that liberating sort of call and response and sort of the the mark making. I mean, I know that that you use your the outdoors as inspiration, the color, the the temperature, the prairie grass, all of that water. But is there something intuitive that that you gravitate towards in your studio, um, like like a child? That is it. Yeah. I mean, that is when it's that's where you want to be. Yeah. It's not always available. It's. Uh, but yeah, at that sort of core level of interacting with the canvas of without, you know, all these concepts or anything floating mm-hmm. around and there's just, there's a, like a real high energy that mm-hmm. comes from, I don't know, it's like a compass or something Yeah, that points the way. I'm sure you know that. Your work, yeah. your work holds yeah. that too. Yeah, I think um, it, it. I think it's great to have the education, the knowledge of color theory and what works and what not, and and that sort of thing, and all the elements of design. But I think there's something uh, about trusting your intu- intuition. Totally. Right. I think so too. That's yeah. That's the juice. Now you you primarily are a painter. Do you also work in printmaking or other media?s That that we want to talk about. You know, I do as um, sort of as exercise or curiosity. I don't ever show that work, but I love to draw. I love to do a little bit of welding. I love to, um, I've got a monoprint that I inherited, mm-hmm. and uh, I just play around with that. Yeah. Just to mix things up a little bit, use a different medium, and keep yourself fresh. I like that. You know, for me, it's sumi ink and Japanese brushes because oh. it's like, whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, right, and and then it's really so inexpensive, and I can go through piles of of paper, but it it does kind of liberate you and and keep you oiled up for and the next total. big idea, right? Inexpensive is great, isn't it? Because it kind of partly frees up. You know, it's just like this is just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not for you know the museum walls or you know curated and. Right. And show and that sort of thing. I do want to talk about your your work as a welder, because uh, you know I, I I'm curious about your work as a welder. Do you create large works or tell, talk talk to us about it? I am really just in the beginning. It's okay. been daunting to get the welding studio set up, to get the gases, to get um, to get to refamiliarize myself yeah. with the whole thing, but. I the what I have so far done is very much the same way as the paintings, which is there's a randomness. Mm, it's kind mm-hmm. of like what you find, what I might find out on the on the land. Um, it's kind of raucous and unbound, and um, that's my favorite stuff. I'm trying to work on some functional things too. But I'm I'm really curious. Can we see any of the the sculptures, any of the welding on your website or 
Instagram or anything? No. So I'm really no, curious. But it'll, you, I promise you there will be some work okay, there this okay. summer. Now, is it far long enough to, to even consider, is this going to be painted? Is this going to be shown next to some of my other work? I mean, is it even I don't know. that far along in, in terms? Or is it still kind of incubating? Well, I like the idea of chaos with a commonality. So I'm really interested in creating a piece and then making it a, one color. And I have mm, a friend mm. who had damaged graphite spray paint. I have tons of this beautiful, you know, dull, um, dark gray. So that's sort of my vision is to let the chaotic forms show and then calm it down by the, the single color. I love that. Yeah, and I love the way that you work, Jane Booth. I, I, your work is just phenomenal and very inspiring. You know, we're going to just take a real quick break from Art Speak Radio, and then we're going to be back with our delightful Jane Booth. Hold on. Are you looking for the perfect Sunday morning radio listening experience? Look no further, because River Trade Radio has got you covered. From bluegrass to jazz, from R&B to folk, River Trade has it all. We've got real live guests and a whole lot more, including lots of local music. <whistles> River Trade Radio airs from 9 to 11 every Sunday morning. Play KKFI. That's all you have to tell your smart speaker to get the news, views, and music you love. I remember the first time I told my smart speaker to play KKFI. Within seconds, I was listening to the stream. Pretty cool. KKFI, wherever you are. And we're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. We have the talented and wonderful Jane Booth live here in the studio with us. Hello, my friend. Hello, Maria. It's just been a while, and, you know, thanks to COVID, I, I think that uh, kind of helped isolate a few people, but also made us turn inward. And as artists, I found that a lot of uh, creative folks had this epiphany about their work or started new work or began uh, new performances, uh, wrote music and that sort of thing. What was it like for you? Oh, I just went dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just, I went really, really quiet for a long time. It was a, kind of a traumatic, yeah. it was a really traumatic time just in our country and uh, in the world. And um, I was just, I sat in my studio kind of frozen for quite a while and mm. finally started inching out and seeing, you know, what was left. It sort yeah. of felt like the remains. And mm. built up from there. And so the energy came back, and the work was different for sure. You know, I, I found that a lot of um, guests that I talked to uh, felt the same way, that it was like, now what? You know, where, where am I in this place? But also it became a great grounding uh, tool for partnerships that they hadn't considered or other sort of work that that came together you know maybe out of necessity or whatever um, but I'm glad that that people are making their way back to the surface again because mm -hmm. it, it was it was very tough and I think you know as uh, artists and and painters too I know that we work mostly in isolation alone in our studios and that sort of thing but it's really different when you kind of had had to yeah like yeah not go to the galleries and 
openings and that sort of thing. Yeah, it probably was. I really love uh, being alone and not having mm. too much going on. Yeah. But but it did it it did feel different, and it it went on and on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so there wasn't any of that nourishment from our community, which I really felt. You know, I want to ask you now what what it is, what your day is like, because again, as as I mentioned, you're such a prolific painter. Um, creating constantly, what is it, what is your day like? Do you wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to attack this new canvas, I'm going to maybe think out some things? What is your process for for your work and, and beginning your work? Well, if if my life is really full, it's just best if I use my insomnia, get up very early in the morning, take the coffee down to the studio. And those are kind of, you know, those are kind of the golden hours. Everything's right. fresh, nothing's happened yet. No one's awake. No one's awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then uh, when things are a little bit more open, uh, I just like to get down there by about 9 o'clock and take a walk for lunch and just go into the afternoon as long as things are still alive. Mm-hmm. I don't work at night very often, but sometimes yeah. that can be fruitful yeah you know um again your the the videos that that i've watched of you working and all that um they gave me such a sense of 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 peace and joy and just just this really wonderful uh, feeling as though i were working alongside you because you're you just offer that to to a viewer and that this is my world and this is how i work and it's just really lovely uh, JaneBooth.com is the web is your website, but are there other social media platforms that we can find you at? Yeah, it's also Jane Booth Studio. It's Jane Booth Studio at, oh, on Instagram, wrong? and it's Jane Booth Studio on Facebook. But yeah, it's JaneBooth.com for the website. Okay, because you know I want to encourage our our listeners to take a look and and really kind of um, breathe in the work that that you do that you create. Um, you've been a painter for a very long time. Oh, maybe, maybe. thirty years. Yeah, I usually I drew yeah. and was in ceramics before yeah. that. Did you go to an art school or or self taught or just take some classes here and there? I did all of those things. Yeah. So yeah. Um, went to K State when there was just a really fabulous, unusual ceramics group there. Wow. The, the professors there and uh, took Philomene Bennett's. Oh my God! Workshops. Yeah. She was really yeah. a profound impact in wow. confidence, you know, mm-hmm. and stepping out, mm-hmm. and then art institute classes and different classes along the way. Do you ever dabble in in ceramics? I know you started out in ceramics. Do you ever sort of like, oh, I might maybe think about something? No, I dream Hand about building? it. It's do just you? I really do. It's just. It, 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 I just don't have any of the equipment, and yeah. it's just the practicality that yeah. slows me down. Yeah, you know, this is funny, but some of those, some of those ceramic places where you can paint your own ceramics, I'm, I'm, I'm not about that. I could certainly. No, that's fun. We that's should do that together. We should oh do my that gosh. together. I would love that, and we could also invite Adrian and Cicely to, to join us. At the, that would sounds be fun. like a great plan. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't touched on? So far, Jane? You know, I just think you're relating to the work in large part because you work the same way. 
And you do, you know, it seems like you work from your core and express freely. And we've always understood each other that way. So it's really been, I mean, it's really lovely always to engage with you about art or anything else. Oh, thank you. That That's very kind. I, I love having you. And, and like I said, I mean, we've known each other for a number of years. So it's great to have you in studio anytime. Um, and I, you know, the door's always open. You're, you're welcome to come back anytime. Um, again, share with us uh, Sherry Leedy's group show that you're going to be uh, yeah, showing your work. That will, I believe it opens April 7th, and okay. it'll be a group show. And there is one thing I was going to mention. Sure. On my Instagram feed, the painting that just got posted is kind of a winter's night painting. And, uh, and then I will be posting, I'm getting good photographs uh, today or tomorrow of this last body of work. So I'll be posting that in stories or something. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Uh, you know, that, that just real quickly, um, is there a book or a catalog of your work that's forthcoming that I really want to encourage you to create so I can have one? <laughs> oh, thank you. I'd love to do that Is sometime. there something? Because, uh, again, as, as I mentioned, you, you've had this huge body of work. It would it would be nice to see sort of a retrospect of, mm. of work. Thanks for the encouragement. I do have one catalog from the Dom Museum show in 2020. Love that museum. I'd love to give you yeah. one of those, but thanks for that. Yeah. Well, we love our Jane Booth, and we look forward to seeing your work at Sherry Leedy's Gallery. I believe in the crossroads off of I wish I could Street. say uh, the right. No, it's yeah. 20th and Baltimore. 20th and Baltimore. I okay. can't quite say the address, but... Yeah, it's on the original Crossroads yeah, block. Yeah, very good. We love you, Jane Booth. Come back and see us anytime, please. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, you so much. You bet. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Artspeak Radio after this. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes at a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. All Quiet on the Western Front is a remake of the original 1930 film. The 1930 Best Picture Oscar winner was a Hollywood-made English-language version. The new adaptation is German, and it's not only nominated for Best Picture, but also Best International Feature, an award it's likely to win. This current film is now the fourth version. What a gripping war movie. Not a true story exactly, but it displays the true violence, horror, and terrifying aspects of men fighting men on the ground, no matter the era. The horrors of trench warfare on the battlefields of World War I France are painstakingly recreated by director Edward Berger, and it might also get some Oscar love for its score, sound, production design, and cinematography. The camera work is magnificent in capturing the innocent beauty of the landscape and the wasteland of the battlegrounds, the trenches, following a 17-year-old German soldier who forges his mother's signature to get permission to join the German army. The actor, Felix Camera, is gifted in showing pure emotion with his facial expressions. I saw this film after watching the news about warfare in Ukraine. The two things I have now watched look in many ways identical. Killing is killing, no matter the era. The film demonstrates again that war does create a wasteland and destroys so many lives. If you needed a reminder that more is hell, then look no further. Although it's no longer in theaters, 
This solid epic is currently available to be seen on Netflix. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. I'm Maria Vasquez Boy. This is Artspeak Radio on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. We love being in your ears every Wednesday from noon to one. And, uh, you know, we have podcasts of, of the programs posted at kkfi.org and iTunes. So, yeah, uh, today's episode will be posted a little bit later. However, I want to turn your attention to, and mine, to Dr. Adrian Horde, who is a professor of fine art and black studies at UMKC. Also joining her, uh, sitting next to her, is Cicely Jones, Kansas City Artist Coalition's Exhibitions Director. We're going to talk about Adrian's work. So welcome, my friends. Hey, Maria. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. Uh, I've not met Adrian before, and so we're going to talk about the work that's currently uh, on the walls at the Kansas City Artist Coalition. Your work is Love is a Body in Motion. Uh, Adrian is a Kansas City-based artist whose expertise is translating visual stories, whether in paint or photograph, in text, gemstone, or fabric. Her colored forms express her interpretations of authentic stories from indigenous life and oral histories, always following patterns. Now, this exhibition features a series of painted photographs of dancers doing their best thing, moving forward, moving perfectly fit bodies in harmony, wearing sparkly attire, and feeling good about themselves. After viewing just the photographs, Adrian felt there was more emotion and intensity in the live image than the camera alone could capture. So she needed to touch those dancers, energize their space and the spaces between them. So she touched them with paint, metallic inks, oil pastels, pens, and pencils, and then the rhythm of those bodies in motion came off the page to involve the viewer in this love dance. Wow. So now we've all got to go see this work. <laughs> I yes. mean, it's, it's terrific. And, Thank you. And I should mention again, it's at the Kansas City Artist Coalition, and that is located at 3200 Gillum Road, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, talk about your work. Wow. There's a lot here. <laughs> well, Maria, this uh, collection of images was a dance concert by Lincoln University Dance Troupe. And they have spring concerts every year. And I had been to the rehearsals and just enjoyed watching them, but I missed the dress rehearsal. So the night of the performance, I was there. And I just became enthralled with the movement of these dancers and with the way they were interacting. And it was just beautiful, the music, the lights, the costuming. Uh, the costuming was done by uh, Judy LaRue, who is a native of Kansas City and a graduate of Central High School and they're in arts. And uh, Teresa Ferguson, who's the choreographer of the dance troupe. Mm -hmm. And so just being there that, that evening, I just shot the the performance. So this particular show that of my hand-painted photographs is one evening's performance. So you see different dancers, different movements, different music, but it's it's the same evening. It's the same energy. I, I love that um, these colored forms, as I mentioned, express your interpretation of these authentic stories, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I think that I I tell authentic stories just in my lifestyle, I hope, okay. in terms of my photographs. Uh, I am a documentary photographer for 
uh, women in South Africa since the end of apartheid have been documenting one indigenous nation, the Nzunza Ndebele. And so I have 17 years of photographs of them. And that is um, hopefully coming in, in published form sometime mm, okay, soon. Good, I keep good. applying for grants to do that. Yeah. But I do have all of that information and those stories. I was really in love with those families who just included me in their lifestyles, in their ceremonial lifestyle, in their day-to-day -day lifestyle, and in their life, births, and deaths. Beautiful. I love that that the, the women of South Africa initiated you into their jewelry making techniques, which is really a high honor to be, have been well, bestowed upon someone outside of the culture, right? It is, it is. I had been there what they considered wow. 10 winters, which is our summers. I'd been spending time there. I was there for more than the summer in 2002, 2003, three, and 2004, 2005. So those periods of time I was there for the school year. But other I was there every winter. So after 10 winters, they said they wanted to give me a gift, and they invited me to come up to Mapumalanga province. So I'm a friend of mine dropped me off up there. That was Wednesday, and Thursday midnight, the initiation started. So. Wow. It ended Sunday, and it's a it's a prayer chant. It's a prayer for the soul of the wearer. And so this was 05, and so I had a big exhibit there, and many of the, I worked with eight family clans, and so I had women's artwork from all of the family clans in the Pretoria Art Museum. So it was interesting wow. because when I told them about an exhibit, nobody was interested. When I said things will be for sale, then I had life-size mm. dolls. I had all kinds of things wow. come in. Wow. And um, it was their, my photographs of them and their work. So the initiation process just brought me into that sense of love that they use in creating the beadwork. So when I came back in 06 and I wasn't creating it, they were not happy with me. They were like, uh, what's the plan? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So I realized that at that time I was teaching design and color theory. Mm. So I was aware of the chakra system. I knew how to use colors and I worked with color in my artwork. So I thought, let me work with gemstones for those particular regions oh, yeah. of the body. Yeah. And that will enhance your internal feeling because I think as you and Jane talked about we live from the inside and our external expression helps to circulate I mean it's it's an in, it's an internal conversation and so I see the gemstones and the color usage as supporting your own energy signature when I work with young people they were like oh I don't have an energy signature and I said oh when you're not in the room, people know. When you're here, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. energy signature, signature comes with you. Wow, I love that. I love that. And your work is currently up, as I mentioned, at the Kansas City Artist Coalition, 3200 Gillum Road, and it will be there till the 31st. Am I right, Cicely? Yep, 31st. And Cicely Jones is the Kansas City Artist Coalition Exhibitions Director, so what a opportunity to see some powerful work, right? Yeah, it was a very cool thing to meet Adrienne and to also see her work a lot. Um, I was really interested in the energy of her photographs, mm, mm -hmm. um, the way they look different from behind and just kind of coming up close to them and spending a lot more time with them. 
it's such an immersive feeling to see them and to install them as well. It was really cool to place them um, in the order that you kind of said, but also it was cool to switch them around a lot mm -hmm. and to see what energy flowed right within that space. Um, because in the SNAP space in our gallery, it's a small, intimate kind of part of the gallery. Um, and it's not too traditional. It has these two corners that face each other. So it's hard to kind of put work in different places. But it also opens up this really nice opportunity for anyone that has such intimate work that you would want to have that kind of space to yourself to share with the work a little bit. I love that. And, you know, I, I'm sorry to say that we did miss the, the uh, first Friday opening, but will there be uh, another opportunity, a closing reception? There, or There won't be a closing reception, but the, um, the show is going to be on view all month long until okay. March 31st. Uh, Jessica Lambert is also in the space. She has uh, She's an out-of-town artist from Lubbock, Texas. Um, she does a lot of sculpture and video performance work that centers around endurance, competition, and sports and things like that. Uh, she likes to play with the functionality of objects and sports balls and things like that. You know, uh, I, I realized, too, there was an artist meet and greet at the 21C Museum Hotel. Mm -hmm. Is that archived anywhere so that if a viewer wanted to take a look at, at that evening? Um, it was actually question. just a, a small meet and greet. Okay. It was kind of okay. informal, uh, but we have the works on the website okay, um, and also their artist bios and statements as well. If you want to share the website yes, with it us. Yes, it is kcartistcoalition.org. Okay, terrific. And Dr. Adrian Hort, uh, we want to share your website with our listeners or any social media that, that you care to. Um, I don't currently have my own personal <laughs> website, okay. Maria, but I, I do have works on Etsy, okay. on homegirl49.etsy.com, okay. uh, and my Instagram is Adrian Walker Horde. Okay. Well, and, you know, I, I can't, uh, I, I agree. I mean, having a website is great and all that, but I'm just, I just yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work. Well, I've tried. Mine is dormant currently. Something <laughs> is coming, though. I'm working with new, new energized minds, so something is coming. So we can see this work that's up till the end of the month. And do you have something beyond that that you want to share with us or any sort of um, exhibition or, or event that we might want to learn about? Um, nothing coming currently. Okay. I, I still have uh, jewelry on display at various uh, locations in Kansas City museums and retail stores. So my energy jewelry is there, and it's on it's on the Etsy site. And some of my hand-painted photographs, the uh, Giclés, are on the Etsy site as well. I love that. So I do, do your paintings and photographs and jewelry, do they feed into one another? Do they kind of bleed into one another in terms of the, the uh, inspiration or do they somehow meld together in a way that makes well, it's sense? all me I think Maria yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and I think that I I'm just a curious person and I like to challenge things in different media so the jewelry is there when I'm working on the jewelry that's the focus mm -hmm. when I'm in that prayer chant mo mm -hmm. moment it's the love that you're expressing um, the, the the documentary photographs of the of the people just inspire me because mm. I, I see women and men 
who create life on a daily basis, and they do it beautifully. They're very concerned with aesthetics, and I've watched Nzunza Ndebele women paint walls with perfectly parallel lines, no rulers, no thought, just they're into uh, symmetry and asymmetrical balance, and it's just beautiful the way they create. Everything is, mm -hmm. is a creation on a daily basis. I think that's how they inspired me to live in that creative form. Um, and the painting is, is just what I do. That's the training I have, so I'm a okay. trained painter. Okay. But I think everything else comes through that way in which I see color, uh, I was thinking about late, we were talking about glasses earlier, I was thinking about Lasix one time, but the doctor explained to me that my rods and cones were gonna line up differently after the surgery, and I would see color differently. And I thought, oh, thank you for telling me. This is not something I want to do, but he was a doctor who uh, owned my work, so he knew how I thought about <laughs> color and how I looked at the world. And so he let me know that that would not be something, or that that would be an, an outcome of this surgery. So don't go change your palette. I was <laughs> going to say, I like the way I see color. It's okay. It's I a little different, that. but I like it. Well, you know, and it's one, one of those things that you just don't consider, maybe, um, when you ha undergo or consider surgery like that, that it could change your, your outlook. It your could. colors, yeah. It could, and, but it depends on how you view that palette. Mm. Um, for someone who is not interested in creating colors and being attuned between turquoise blue and turquoise yeah. green, maybe yeah. that they will not recognize those minute alterations. Mm, beautiful. We're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to be back in just a bit. Stick around. The National Nurses Union represents the RNs at Menorah and Research Hospitals. Does HCA want to bust the union? Find out this week on the Heartland Labor Forum. Then, one of the most common labor law violations is worker misclassification. That's when a worker is told they're an independent contractor when they're actually an employee. We'll talk to the Economic Policy Institute about how much this costs workers. Hint, it's a lot. Thursday at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m. Who says ordinary people can't make a difference? Regular people started their own community radio station in Kansas City. KKFI has been on the air now for over 30 years, supported by the community. KKFI's history is online at kkfistory.org. That's kkfistory.org. We're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd. We have Dr. Adrian Horde and a painter, jewelry, photographer. Oh my gosh, so many, so many things. A Renaissance woman. And sitting, ne sitting next to her is Cicely Jones, who is the Kansas City Artist Coalition Exhibitions Director. And we're so happy that, you know, not only to meet you both, but we're happy to have you here live in the studio to talk not only about your work. Adrian, but also what's coming up, Cicely, at the Artist Coalition, because you just got rid of this big old thing called an auction <laughs> recently, and so it's whew, now, now time to move on, right? Yes, so the auction was a huge success yeah. uh, just two weeks ago. Um, we actually went a little bit over our goal. We had a lot of cool. really generous donations donated this year to the auction. Um, and this year we have a lot of fun exhibitions coming to the coalition. Uh, next month is going to be an undergraduate student show. 
Um, after that, we have Stephanie Allenis and Thayer Bray. They focus on masculinity and femininity just in different kind of ways. Uh, but later this year, we have a lot of different shows. Um, it was important to me as a young new curator joining the Arts Coalition this year um, that I had a difference in mediums I was presenting to the community and not just a diversity in uh, people. I wanted to make sure people could be able to walk in Linwood and you know see a video installation that they've never heard about before or see um, hand embroidery quilts and things like that. Just see different kind of ways to have the same concept or conversation and artwork just in different mediums and stuff. So that was really cool to um, go through the open call and see a lot of artists like that this year. Yeah. Um, in August, we have Philo Northrup. He's going to do a show about gun violence in schools and things like that. And some of these exhibitions have heavy conversations, but um, it was important to me to present this in a way that didn't feel as heavy um, because I know mm -hmm. the world is still healing and mending from all like race riots and pandemic and just um, solitude and things like that. So it's important to have these heavy conversations, but not in a very heavy way to see them, kind of just a light, cool hearted way. I love it. And if you would share with us uh, again, the social media and uh, website. Yes. Uh, so our Instagram is KC Artist Coalition. Our website is KansasCityArtistCoalition.org. Uh, my personal Instagram is Cicely.Jones, C-I-C-E-L-Y.J-O-N-E-S. You know, and when earlier when we were talking to Jane Booth, uh, Philomena Bennett's name came up, and you mentioned you, yeah. there was something you wanted to mention. Yeah, Philomena Bennett is one of the founding members of the Kansas City Artist Coalition, um, and Lou Merrick as well. Yeah, Lou Merrick, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're so happy that Adrian, Dr. Adrian Hort is here, and uh, just wonderful work. How, how would you describe your how would you describe a photograph to a viewer listening to you on on the radio how do you describe your work <laughs> i know that's that's a lot <laughs> i'm just curious well oh, that's a great question maria <laughs> i'll use the one on the um, invitation which is called ancestral soiree so you have these two people who are engaged in this dance but if you look at the gentleman he came from generations ago. He has a masked face. He has another presence. He has a way of looking at this woman, but it has taken him a long time to arrive. And once he arrives, she's standing there with open arms to greet him. And so the, the way in which he swings in from the left in this photograph, and the woman is standing there in the right, and she's greeting him, but she's coming to him in terms of, I was waiting for you to arrive. And so he comes in, but this has been a generational come in. And so the power of their moment there together is ancestral, but it's a dance. Damn, woman, you brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! And and I'm I'm sitting here with, with this image in front of me, and um, beautifully described. Just it's such a beautiful description of, of what I'm seeing in front of me, and and our listeners can see in front of themselves uh, during March uh, at the Snap Space. Love is a body in motion by Adrian Walker Horde. And this is uh, located at 
3200 Gillum Road. Um, just wonderful work, and it's, it's your opportunity to take a, take a look um, at the work because it's only up until the end of the month, right? And there's a beautiful video that I hope Cicely has posted oh, of Cicely okay. hanging the show in that snap gallery because the gallery is uniquely configured, but my 15 mm -hmm. pieces mm -hmm. fit in there perfectly mm -hmm. thanks to Cicely. Mm -hmm. So I love that video of her actually arranging it, creating the space. Yeah. That's it's content a, for a new work, Instagram. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's on your Instagram? Yep, it's on my Instagram. Okay. It's just a reel to show the uh, behind the scenes of installing the exhibition this week with Jessica and Adrian. Because, you know, I, I love that, and, and it, I'm glad that you mentioned it, Adrian, because there is kind of that dance when you're hanging art and you're adjusting the light, and nope, no, I need to move this one, and then you stand back. There's that sort of a... a choreography of, mm -hmm. of sorts yes. of putting exhibition of uh, group uh, work together yeah. right this was um, exactly our um, thing we were dealing with for the auction preview so um, weeks before the auction we installed all the donations that we got and we kind of just added on as we kept getting donations um, yeah. but um, if anyone saw it it was like a bunch of artwork on the wall it was at least 194 pieces between the two galleries, the main space and the snap space. And it was a very big task to learn how to fit all of them in properly and to also make sure they look nice together aesthetically. Um, and it was also just a, a cool way to see how all these different mediums look next to each other. Because group shows are that exciting thing where you see a difference in medium and also a difference in conversation mm. with other people's mm. artwork and they just make so such interesting you know like they look so good together and it's weird yeah. that you wouldn't see them not like that if they weren't in a group show um, so we had encaustic collages next to photographs and we had um, oil paintings next to like 3d you know raised paintings and stuff like that um, and it just looked really cool all together I love it I love it you know um, Adrian, I want to ask you, does your work continue with this sort of the body and motion and movement and those sort of stories? Does it continue um, part two or, or have a, a whole other completely different conversation? It has an extension, Maria. Okay. It does. This is okay. the first 15 pieces of the photographs. I do have some more that I have not yet uh, touched. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, and again, we can see this work up until the end of the month. Uh, is there anything that we left out that you might want to mention, Cicely, or? Um, yeah, yeah, so we ahead. have an undergraduate student show going on next month. Um, that open call actually ends tomorrow, March 9th. Um, it'll be open to any undergrads in the region, Kansas, Missouri. Um, and you can apply online. All the information is gonna be on our website, kansascityartistcoalition.org. Um, and it will be under the happenings under open calls. Also, you know, I, I think I meant uh, we might have talked briefly about studio space because I know that at one time you all had studio space available. Are there any spaces that that are vacant uh, that you want to share? Not at this moment okay. right okay. now, but when they do come available, of course, we'll share it and promote it all on the social media and our Instagram. Okay, terrific. Because I know, um, you know, s studio space is sometimes hard you know, for folks to find something that's affordable and something that has that sort of network, that uh, community of artists within it, you know. 
So any last words, Dr. Adrian Horg? Just thank you, Maria. This has been an exciting afternoon to be with Jane and Cicely and you. Well, thank you. I, I'm so excited that, that you're here. And this won't be the last time, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. We're looking forward to coming back. Terrific. Thanks so much. You know, um, as I close out today's uh, program, I want to say hello and a very fond welcome to, and thank you, to KKFI intern Audrey Bramlett. Audrey, thank you for joining us today. Of course. Nice to meet you. Yeah. How are you how's your internship going so far? I'm learning a lot, and I'm meeting yeah. a lot of good people. Uh, coincidentally, the time that I'm coming here for my internship is during jazz afternoon, and ah. I'm studying jazz piano right now, so it lines up perfectly with getting exposed to new artists and just the hosts that come in that play around yeah. the city and hearing their two cents. Yeah, I, I tell you that the next guy after me is is pretty amazing, uh, Jeff Harshberger, one to three uh, jazz afternoon. He not only walks the walk he talks the talk he's a working jazz musician and i tell you what because of jeff and a lot of the other jazz um, djs my library has really you know just grown because of the great music that they've uh, introduced us to or exposed us to so uh, yeah just don't let anyone boss you around here <laughs> as an intern but no it, it's a it's a fun place what school are you coming from um i come from park hill south okay it's in the northland so good well we're happy to have you here and hope you enjoy your internship how long how much longer do you have here at kkfi i mean is it for like a month or just a couple of weeks um so i started mid-january and it's going to go toward to early may terrific so, so i'm with you guys for a little bit longer, which is Oh, nice. good. So then I can boss you around. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Audrey. You're just wonderful and glad to have you aboard KKFI. Also, I also want to say thanks to Jane Booth, our delightful Jane Booth, and wonderful to meet you, Dr. Adrian Hort and Cecily Jones from Kansas City Artists Coalition. Uh, next week is, May, is March 15th. We present Cesar Lopez and Osvaldo Navarro, who will join us live here in the studio. Uh, again, stay tuned for Jazz Afternoon with Jeff Harshberger. I love my Jeff. 1 to 3, 3 to 6, Old G's Hangout, 6 to 7, Ebony's Bones. And uh, yeah, it, you don't need to go anywhere else. Just stick around. And I want to say thanks for listening. And honey, I'm coming home.
I'm Shay Estes. Thank you for listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thank you.